This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and we have a very special episode today. I'm joined by David Theobald III. Hi, everybody. And our very wonderful, happy, happy guest, Holly. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I went completely blank on the nickname I stuck you with last time. (laughs) I think we went with Holly Mac. (laughs) Holly Mac. Yeah, I I don't remember. It's been a while. Yep. Holly, wonderful to have you again. Yes, I'm glad to be back. Holly, Holly, Big Mac, Holly, Holly Mac, Big Mac. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Have you ever seen that movie Mac and Me? Yes, I have. (laughs) <laughs> giant mcdonald's <laughs> commercial <laughs> yep. uh, okay so before we get into the tangents um holly who are yes. you what what's nerdy about you let the listeners know well what's nerdy about me is uh, i'm from central wisconsin i love star wars doctor who i'm part of a podcast and met you through a supernatural chat group and things have gone on <laughs> gone on from there and i love sharing my fandoms you can ask some of my fellow podcasters this is like you gave me another fandom to follow <laughs> well i got two questions for you yes um what is the name of your podcast the five-ish fangirls podcast and what are your yes. top five fandoms Oh boy! <laughs> Asking the okay. tough ones today. You have two yeah, minutes. <laughs> oh what? Okay, Star Wars, Doctor Who, Supernatural, the MCU, and Leverage. And what? You impressed me tremendously with that Leverage? last one. Leverage. Leverage. Don't know what that is. It was a five-season TV show by Dean Devlin, which was basically a high show. With Timothy Hutton, Christian Kane from Angel. Why do I not uh, know this show? This it's a good awful. show. It's a good show. Huh. It's like Ocean's Eleven in every episode. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll have to check and this out. Mark Shepard guest stars. Nice. All right. I definitely have to check this yeah. out. It's going on the list. Yep. Um, good. So my my interrogation with you on your fan your fandom your your fangirlness of leverage. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with the novels? Yes. I'm not. My mom is a Leverage fangirl and has read them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, good. And have you heard of the role-playing game? Oh, good I've God. Not, 
I have the very first book. I was going to get the other couple in the series, but the publisher put them on back order so many times. I'm just like, I'm going to cancel. Oh, I, I bow before you. You, you are. We shouldn't even play what's nerdy with you because you we are don't one have of the nerds. She wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um. <sighs> The um the ro- the role playing game is actually the Margaret Weiss um, Cortex system, which was a mm-hmm. universal system that they used for many licenses. It ran Leverage, Smallville, Firefly, and it still does the the newest version of the Firefly role playing game. Yeah, um, Supernatural. Oh, cool. Yeah, which I have played. It's interesting. Oh, nice. Spellcasting and it's kind of weird. Yeah, spellcasting it is really weird. It's all su- ritualistic. Everything is very skill based in that game, and it's it, yeah. I well, to may, be fair, the Cortex rule system is very skill based, so it's it's a really fun rule it system. It is it's I, fun. I like how um, narrative everything is based and plot point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's a cool it's a cool game. I actually use that in my D and D games. It's just like and plot point. What? Never mind. <laughs> it's it's a good system to make um, two dimensions. Encourages good role play. To make two and three dimensional <laughs> characters, and they feel more like TV show characters than when you were playing a different role playing game because you have flaws and you have all this mm-hmm. different. You have required backstory that gives you skills, and it it makes I think it makes the characters feel more like actually characters that were written by professional writers. Mm-hmm. Unless you're one of those players that just ignores all the bad stuff. Well, playing that. But that that game actually taught me how to build better characters in my other RPG games. Because having that kind of backstory, even if it doesn't give you anything in the game, having that kind of backstory to fall on helps the char- helps the character flesh himself out. It's great. Sorry about that ringtone that happened. Um, before the podcast, oh. we were all talking about trying to get Anna to come on. And oh. Anna called my phone. <laughs> oh, so well. I don't think it's a little bit too late to try to get her to jump on now. But I'll I, I'll, I'll mean, probably call Anna Meyer I'm, when I'm, I'm done. I'm cool with it if you want. I, I don't want yeah, to interrupt the episode too. that much to call someone and okay. try to get them to jump on. Okay. So, but yeah, okay. so behind the scenes, everybody, right. Anna Meyer just called me on my phone. <laughs> Yay. Brian, why'd you have your phone on, you plebe? She's on my starred list, so she goes through even if my phone's on Do Not Disturb. Oh, oh, yeah, cool. yeah. That I just it doesn't happen ever, <laughs> except for when it does. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna play What's Nerdy with you. Oh, we're we're still gonna do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna do but first, um, because I forgot. Um, <laughs> and I will explain why I forgot when we get to our What's Nerdy with you. Um. Uh. So, um, Holly, you are a guest. You get to go first. What was nerdy with you in the past few weeks? What was nerdy with me with the past few weeks is I went back and rewatched all the Star Wars movies to prep for The Rise of Skywalker. That's pretty. That that, that requires a a lot, a big time commitment, especially when you have a a job. Yeah, Yeah. basically kind of after work. And a couple on the weekends, yeah. And then one of the kids looking at one of the omnibuses that I had with me that I had the dust jacket off. I was like, oh, you're a Star Wars fan, are you? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and we actually sat and talked a little bit. And guess what? It deals with our topic. It was Expanded Universe. <laughs> Yay. 
I was like, ooh, I never read that. Like, <laughs> well, damn it. I think it's a first for what's nerdy with you. She stole my nerdy thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's okay to have the same one. That's never been a rule. I also rewatched all Star Wars in prep for going to see the new one. Mm-hmm. Just, just a little movie. <laughs> just, you know, eight of them. Well, over the you course know, of like five days. This. Yeah. But I didn't do that. God damn! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there actually, <laughs> I did watch. I did watch Empire. Cool. But I didn't watch anything else. So you went for the high note. Gotcha. No, I was yep, watching geez. Mandalorian and Empire, and um, when Mandalorian finished, it said, "Would you like yep. to watch Empire?" And I went, "Okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Right. Like I said, you went for you went for the peak. Yeah. Yep. Every single time I'd watch Mandalorian. Next up, suggested for you, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Don't mind if I do. Yeah, I've watched nope. Empire twice now because of that. I love that yep. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, so, okay, so the real things. Um, one little detail that happened these past few weeks. Um, I got sick, and I went uh, to the doctor today to find out what it was. Uh, Ended up just being a virus, and I'm going to be fine. But... Uh, um, <laughs> And I'm all red already, and I'm not even contagious anymore. So yay! Uh, yay! So you guys don't have to worry about getting sick through the podcast. Yeah. Woo. See, it's too late. I've already you already gave it to me because I have a feeling that you are actually the Brian from like two days ago using the interdimensional portal. You came back in time and got me sick. <laughs> so screw you, Brian. <laughs> those darn widgets. It's the widgets. <laughs> yes. Oh, those damn widgets. Well. I, we need, you know, we're not keeping them at my the, house anymore. Well, we're going to start reserving the time at the end of the after topic of the podcast to talk about the sci-fi adventures of nerd podcast radio. So <laughs> okay. I have some updates on that. Okay. Um, I, um, I, so I only missed one day of work. Um, but in that day, I watched the first three seasons of Rebels. Sweet. And while I have been at work, in my ear while I'm in my office, I have been listening to every bit of Star Wars Legends lore I can find. Nice. Um, I listen to um, Thrawn Trilogy stuff. I listen to Thrawn Timeline. I listen to entire Legends Timeline. The only thing I couldn't find was I wanted to find a detailed explanation of what Star Wars Legend material is canon now and what isn't. I know it's it's all it's not canon except constantly. for a few things. Yeah, that that's the hot button topic. Yeah, it's kind of like just this I, character, only certain bits of this history, and yeah. And Rebels recanonized a lot of things, and Clone Wars recanonized uh-huh. a lot of things. Yeah, yep. it's, the problem is, is it's changing constantly as to what is what is considered canon and what isn't now, based on uh-huh. things that are being revealed in the shows that are currently running. Yep. Because um, Darth Maul getting his legs back wasn't canon because it was in a comic book. Correct. And uh-huh. then it happened on Clone Wars, so it was canon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And there's I'm all still, sorts of things like that. I'm still waiting for one of the EU characters to become canon. Yeah, I know. I is it, I wonder if it's the same one I'm think I'm waiting for. Me too. <laughs> um, um, initial MJ. Yes, that's the one. 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> and um, the well, other nerdy thing I did. The yeah. other nerdy thing I did is I finished the Iron Druid series. You know, I've never read Kevin that. Karen. It's been on hmm. my list, but I've never read it. Is it any good? It is very good. It is extremely okay. good. It is. Um, I'll move it up a few spots on the list. It 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 gives you a good fix for Dresden when there is no Dresden to read. Speaking uh, of Dresden, did yes. you announcement that was made? July. Yes. yes. Yeah, these talks will be released in July. All right, so we're planning a Dresden episode for sometime in August, right? Okay. (laughs) Holly, pencil it in. All right. Penciled in. (laughs) Gives me enough time to do my (laughs) reread or or re-listen. Exactly. That's what I mean. It gives us enough time to go through it once or twice and process. Mm, Yep. And start jonesing. I, I'm okay. sure there's a recap somewhere. That's probably all, all I'll do is just a recap. I don't need to reread the whole thing. I'm not going to reread the whole series. I just meant reread the book a couple of times. There are a lot of people racing to reread the oh, whole I know. series. Yeah. I don't have that kind of time anymore. But um, Iron Druid's really good. It's um, He's not a private investigator. It's very. It's not noir. It's very different. But the attitude is similar. Um, the character is a lot more powerful than Dresden at the beginning. So you don't have that kind of cool, powerful wizard that gets super powerful as the books go on. You get a really powerful druid who gets even more powerful as the books go on, but he still gets hurt because there isn't very much magic that can protect him from things like guns and knives and stuff. But it, it's it's a good series. It, um, it has an expanding character uh, cast as the books go on. Um, new characters are introduced all the time and they almost always come back just like in Dresden. I really like that. Um, I'm Uh, sure it was inspired by, um, I'm sure it was inspired by Dresden files because it, it's, it's very similar, but it's unique on its own. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. It's, it's a good series. I, I highly recommend it. So, um, we have two people who rewatch star Wars and then me with a bunch of stuff. Um, Holly, you have four widgets. Where do you put them? Hmm. Oh, and I saw I saw episode nine. Same here. Um, two to Brian and two to Dave. Oh, very nice of you. You're welcome. You get all four of mine. Oh, thank you, Brian. Brian. Um, I'm gonna. You know, I'm gonna do a similar to Holly. I'm gonna go two to Holly and two to Dave because, um, David. You haven't won in a while, and I know for a fact that you would probably did a lot more nerdy stuff than I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. So, David, you get the widgets. Yay! So the, I have four, um, she has six, and you have two. The widgets this week are premium widgets. They have passed through the digestive system of a very rare kind of monkey. They're the most expensive widgets in the multiverse. <laughs> they they will be know. delivered to you in a coffee can. <laughs> Anybody who can tell me what I was referencing gets bonus widgets. That was from as good as it gets. The no, it wasn't. You're it wasn't? you're thinking of the right actor, but it was a different movie. Oh, darn! Bucket list. 
bucket list. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you that's were thinking of Jack right. Nicholson and just jumped yes, to the wrong I movie. Oh, yeah, I, never actually, I've, I can't say I've ever actually seen that movie. So. Oh, bucket list is a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's Morgan Freeman, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I've, I've heard of it. I just haven't actually seen it. Yep. So, if you haven't figured it out already, everybody, we are talking about Star Wars Legends today. So Wait, we are? Yeah, we awesome. are. You know, um, you know, I know I told you we were going to talk about clowns this week, but I know I, I did all this it. research about bozos and <laughs> and 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 the rise of the of the uh, street performer during the 1930s and the difference between French clowns and the rest of Europe. Yes. <laughs> the rise and fall of vaudeville. Oops. <laughs> wow, that 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 would really need to do that episode now. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds really interesting to research. Yeah. Oh, it probably it probably is. I'm sure it's fascinating. Um so um I'm going to ask you both first and then we can discuss um Holly, what is Star Wars Legends? Star Wars Legends is a series of books that started in the late 80s, no, we'll take that back, early 90s, at, with George Lucas's blessing and went on for quite a bit until we got the new canon with many different, the first one started right after Return of the Jedi and went way into the future and then some events happening in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and then when the prequels came out, pre-stories for that. With the caveat that we may use them in the movies, we might not. That's what Star Wars Legends is. Anything to add to that, David? Well, Star Wars Legends was originally called the Expanded Universe. And yes, it not only was LucasArts giving its blessing, LucasArts actually reviewed the overarching storylines to make sure that everything stayed straight and that uh, they had final say on characters that could get introduced and the major events that would happen. They had it planned out for years and uh, novelists would come and say, hey, I want to write a book in this. And they'd go, OK, and they'd give them a, they'd they would help them devise a, a story that would fit into the overarching storyline that was going on. And there were several offshoots. Um, lots and lots of different authors wrote all kinds of books. And it's I was saddened when I when it was no longer canon because there's so much of it that was really good. Yes, there sure was. Um, I am going to add a little bit of correction. Okay. The first Star Wars Legends book. Was published in 1978. Oh, um, it was called Splinter of the Mind's Mind's Eye. Eye. Yep, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. And And that was even considered non-canonized by the Expanded Universe because, yeah. yeah. It's the sequel to Star Wars A New Hope. Mm -hmm. If Star Wars A New Hope bombed and they weren't going to have a movie. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well... They, it, they, non, they non-canonized it for lots of reasons, some uh-huh. of them being more distasteful than others to certain uh-huh. sectors of people. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. I, <laughs> I don't know how much I want to reveal here for reasons. Um, yeah. Caravan of Garbage did a um, Mr. Sunday Movies Caravan of Garbage did a good review on it. 
So if you want to check out the the Star Wars sequel that never happened, you can check out <laughs> Splinters of the Mind's Eye. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun read. It's not very long. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> Luke and Leia get nice and cozy in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're not siblings in that story. <laughs> no. no. Oh God, not. no. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> Suffice to say, the Barry White was playing. The lights are mm-hmm. low. Yeah. It, it, um, say no, it, if you know what I mean, know what I mean. Say no more. Say no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, there are Star Wars books that are canon. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are not considered legends. So basically anything that's considered going along with the storyline of the prequels, original trilogy and sequels is um, canon. But any book released after the Disney merger was announced or after Force Awakens came out, something like that. I think it was after the Disney merger was announced. I'm not sure. I honestly don't know. I'd have to look. Um, so um, I... Honestly, I'm not very familiar with the series. I I did some research so I can be part of these conversations and at least be able to understand the language. Um, So um, why don't I just let David, what's a good thing to talk about when it comes to Star Wars Legends? We can, if you wanted to go canonically about it, we can kind of talk about the stuff that happens after Uh the battle of uh, the battle of Endor. Or sorry, the battle of, yeah, the battle of Endor. Endor, yep. We can we can uh, we can talk about some of the stuff that happens after that as far as the books are concerned, or we can talk about books that we enjoy, to storylines that we enjoy, characters we like. I mean, where why do we want to go, go, my man? Why don't we go yeah. if the people who made the Star Wars Legends series, the expanded universe, had made the movies, what would the movies have been? So, what were the <laughs> sequels in books before oh, the movies were announced? Quite obvious. Out? Yeah. Uh, seven, eight, and nine was the Thrawn trilogy. Yes. There's no question whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Hands down. <laughs> so, um, Holly and David, why don't you um, the the Thrawn work trilogy together to give us a little summary of the Thrawn trilogy, and you can just give a few sentences each and go back and forth. Okay. Okay. Do, do, do you mind if I start? Go right ahead, Dave. The Thrawn trilogy was a trilogy of books written by Timothy Zahn legendary science fiction author, award win, multiple award-winning science fiction author, I believe. And uh, he he wrote the the Thrawn trilogy based around a non-human admiral that was in the Imperial Navy. Uh, The Empire was very anti-alien, so the fact that he was an alien and was an admiral meant a lot. But Uh his, his task force was sent out to the Unknown Regions, which is the fringes of this of uh, the the galaxy that they're in that hasn't really been explored much. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Holly. Um, and then we do have a uh, crazy Jedi Knight clone. Mm-hmm. We do oh have yeah. Clone involved. <laughs> and it, it, the the series uh, relies heavily on the introduction of a new uh, leading character we haven't met yet. A uh, uh, an agent of the Empire, known as the Emperor's Hand, yes. uh, a female Force user by the name of Mara Jade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that name sounds familiar. I I, yep. I I I remember her having a different surname. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. about but that. that. Would spoil something involving this conversation. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I meant yes. to do this earlier, listeners. Um, oh yeah. Where 
We're going to spoil every Star Wars movie except for Episode Nine. Yeah, the new one. So we're going to be talking, and we're going to spoil every. We 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 could potentially spoil every extended universe. Um, uh, main main plot line. If you yeah, if, if you if you're interested at all in reading any of the old expanded universe and don't want to know what happens, this is not a good episode to listen to. We probably <laughs> won't be giving full summaries. So if but, you just want to get a taste of it, feel free but, to listen. Spoilers ahoy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Resume. Right. Um, you were ta- we were talking about Mara Jade. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. She was an operative that was working directly for the Emperor uh, s- who had power rival to Vader's himself as far yeah. as his authority in the Empire. <laughs> there are several books written about her and her exploits as well, but she factors heavily yeah. into the storyline as she oh, was yeah. tasked by the Emperor before he was killed to kill Luke Skywalker. Uh huh. And then in the kind of the same twist of fate with Han and Leia. <laughs> Later on, yeah, uh, they get romantically involved. <laughs> they have um, uh, she. She ends up. Uh, she has the kids in in this one, if memory serves. At least Leia uh, they're, they're yeah. yeah, Leia. They're babies though. No, the, twi- uh, the twins, circle. right? The twins. Yep, Gina and Jane. Doesn't, doesn't she have the twins after Dark Empire? Um. It's the very last book in the Thrawn trilogy when she does have Oh, them. okay. Yeah, Last Command. Okay. Last Command, yep. Yeah, she she is pregnant, though. They, they just haven't been born yeah. yet. Right. Okay, that's right. Well, um, we also find out about the um, Vader's um, bodyguards, the Norgi. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those things are fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there I so, am. Go ahead. This Ryan. series covers a clone. That a clone comes up, an evil Luke clone. Um, Uh It's Luke spelt with two U's. So my Uh rule for this podcast is whenever you pronounced it, you have to say it like you're asking it like a question. It's Luke. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Yep. And and if you're asking how they made a clone of Luke Skywalker, um, he lost a hand on Cloud City. So Uh they cloned Luke. From uh, the hand of Luke Skywalker. This He's is also- one of the reasons why I feel like sometimes the extended universe feels like fan fiction. <laughs> he, apparently the Emperor recovered both the hand and the lightsaber because Luke is wielding the lightsaber. Uh-huh. I remember being in a comic book store when these books were coming out and I went, um, when the Dark Horse was doing the series on these books and the comic book store owner was telling me the story, like the summary of what happened. And I was like, Ooh, that's cool. So anything <laughs> that got my 12 year old self so excited about how cool it is, is fan fiction. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. And yeah. yeah, the story of Joris Zaboff. Yeah. Well, and those sloth like creatures that, Oh yeah. That out. Bubbles that could protect you from non-force users. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's these creatures they discover on a on a remote planet. They have a very complicated name. I'm not even going to try Those to pronounce it. Lots and lots of yeah, something like that. Is but, it just sloth with an extra O? Kind of. <laughs> I wish so they are. They're they're like a cross between a mink and a sloth. And they and what they do is the creatures on this planet, the predators use the force to hunt. So these creatures develop the natural, a natural resistance to it. They create a bubble of space around them where the force has no effect. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, and one of I the just, crime lords, Talon Card, builds a base that on that planet. And, mm-hmm. Oh, he's I love Talon. Talon's one of my I favorite characters. Introduce a lot of new characters. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Talon Card could give Lando Calrissian a run for his money. Oh, I, I have a feeling Talon Card and Lando Calrissian would have been good friends. Oh yeah, <laughs> I the mean, considering the two of them could. Could you imagine? Into, okay, I want to see something happen between Talon Card, Lando Calrissian, and Booster Tarek. <laughs> the three amigos. Okay, yeah. Explain the the two names. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Talon Card is the leader of the of one of the bl- the biggest black markets in the galaxy. If you need it, it's yours for a price. Yes. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. It's yours for a price. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's kind of swab and debonair, just like Lando. <laughs> oh yeah, he's, yeah, him and Lando would be fast friends. I mean, they. Mm. One of my favorite quotes from the X Wing series is uh, uh, Mirax talking to, to to Talon and her father, uh, Booster, and he goes, "Look, the fact that either of you would sell each other for a bucket of of uh, uh, of um, oh shit, uh, Bantha Bantha drool is uh, <laughs> uh good stuff." And then uh, Booster Tarek is the father of a character they introduce in the X-Wing series, Mirax Tarek, who is a uh, smuggler, much like much in the vein of Han Solo. And she falls in love with Corrin Horn, a member of X-Wing Squadron who later becomes a Jedi, who yep. trains at Luke's Praxium and becomes a rather prominent member in the Yuuzhan Vong War once that starts with the new Jedi Order. And they yep. fall in love and get married. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yep. You okay there, put Brian? A in, <laughs> put a pin in use on Vong for now. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. That, that, that's that's a big one. So yeah. what's the main what's the main like plot of Heir to the Empire? Like what's the main thing from beginning to end? Like uh, just a like how do you describe it in like two sentences? The beginning, the new beginning of the Jedi. Yeah. The, uh, the it's it's the the dawning of the new Jedi. And the and the rekindling of the flame of the empire. Yeah, I assume the heir to the empire is Thrawn. Yes, he yeah. is the highest ranking member of the empire that exists at in the in the galaxy. And there's two versions of this book. There's a there's a um, there's a novel, and then there's a a comic that came out four years later. Yes, I haven't read the comic, but I heard that it was very uh, faithful to the book. Yes, I I have gone through and skimmed slash read the comic and yeah, very faithful to the good. Originals. Um, it, it is one of those books that I would love. To, I need to read that that graphic novel because I bet it's amazing. Because I mean, Thrawn is such a art gorgeous. Yeah, Thrawn is such an amazing character. Mm-hmm. The way he conquers uh, peoples. He studies their art and yes. learns secrets of their society, their culture, just the na- the true nature of them by their artwork. And so he anytime, is- anytime I hear anything that's in canon now, I'm going to bring it up. Um, they kept that they kept that aspect of Thrawn in Star Wars Rebels. Awesome! It's what makes Thrawn Thrawn. He's so they make amazing. a big point of him going into his quarters and studying his art and showing mm-hmm. his art to other people and explaining to them that because I have this art, I know everything. <laughs> yeah, in in Which, Heir to the Empire, he actually goes through and you can 
they 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 write out the thought process he's going through as he's mm-hmm. deducing these. It's oh, it's brilliant. It's yes. so good. <laughs> and it's almost kind of counterintuitive for the Empire. Oh, we're going to sit and study and take a look and get to know these people instead of uh, conquer first, ask questions later. <laughs> yeah. He's, his, his strikes are surgical and precise. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah. they mentioned several large-scale space battles he's in where he is an outnumbered force. But he directs his troops to concentrate fire on one particular ship, or they move to attack at a certain angle they weren't expecting, and the superior forces just crumble. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's amazing, just the mind of that was Grand Admiral Thrawn. Mm-hmm. And they introduce uh, Pelion, who is the at this yes. point now the commander of the Chimera, which is Thrawn's flagship. Okay. Pelion later on, much later in the universe, becomes the leader of the Empire after Thrawn is out of the picture. Uh-huh. No spoilers there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if, if you've ever heard of, of someone being accused of playing, you know, third three dimensional chess or whatever, Thrawn's the guy who's already beat him and is playing someone else. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting uh-huh. it. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it, his and the book series is all about him coming back into the world to see what's going on. The New Republic finally realizing what is going on when they start when their world start getting attacked by this guy and then yeah. them going out to deal with it. All the while, uh, Luke is starting his account is trying to find as much information about the Jedi as he can to start his academy. Mm-hmm. Because as, as it is, he is the last Jedi alive that has been trained at all. So he right. needs to. He needs to fix that. So he starts looking for candidates. Yep. Yeah. While well, is trying to get the government up and going and then debating, do I continue with the government? Do I focus on my studies? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke's trying to get Leia to train to be a Jedi. She's also mm-hmm. become the leader of the New Republic. Yeah. Uh, Mon Mothma, uh, I believe she passes. No, she no, she's still alive for this one. She doesn't pass until I want to say like the Black Fleet Crisis. Okay, yeah, you're right. But so Mon Mothma gets uh, steps down as leader, and Leia gets elected leader yes. of leader of the New Republic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's still yeah. she's still going out with Han Solo for a while. Then she ends up pregnant. <laughs> They're married actually in this. Yeah, one. they get married at the in the in a couple of books before, but in the expanded yeah. universe for a while. They had an on again, off again. She was uh-huh. dating a happen prince for a little while. That comes back to play later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's the courtship of Princess Leia is kind of a fun book. Yeah. Well, and it gets a bit of a bad rap, but I remember right before it came out, one of the science fiction magazines had interviewed the author Dave Wolverton. Yeah. Supposedly when he was writing this, his house got broken into. Oh, geez. The original manuscript for The Courtship of Princess Leia was one of the things that got stolen. Oh, no! So, yeah, so he had to rewrite it. And this oh, is the God. The so, wow. who knows what it could be, what it oh. could have been. Yeah. That's nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. That's why you don't keep just one copy of things, people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So we got Heir to the Empire, which sets up the threats and sets up the yeah, things that are going on rolling. with our main cast from – who is the main cast? 
At the main point. cast is the, is the the same main cast with new characters. It's Luke and Leia and Han Solo and um, all the a lot of the ancillary people that you've met. Um, it's Lando. Chewie. Yeah, Lando, Chewie's around. Chewie. Lando Lando's kicking Lando. around. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it's only been about I want to say seven or eight years after the Battle of Endor when all this starts going down. Yes. Okay. <laughs> As far as in the world, then the galaxy is concerned, it's only been about eight galactic year, eight standard years of time since that since this uh, since Endor. In front of me, um, when what year was the Battle of Endor? Uh, the Battle of Endor was ABY. I want to say uh, five. it was after Yavin, so well, AB five. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, um, heir to the Empire was nine ABY. Okay, yeah, okay, so it was only two years after. Wow, that's a lot faster than I thought it was. X-Wing. Oh, yeah, that's right. X-Wing ends ends at the end of... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot. The uh, X-Wing takes a break to go after a different bad guy for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, we got Dark Force Rising. So what's what's going on there? Like, um, that's, that's the book where it kind of... So you introduce the threat in the first one, and then yeah. they try to confront the threat and fail in the second one, right? Well, it's not yeah. so much they try and confront the threat and fail. It's they start to think they're winning, and oh, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, and then Leia has to go into hiding because there has been attacks on her life yeah. because yeah. of the twins. And then there's some political intrigue in the Republic because a certain Boffin is oh, trying to okay. force Leia. Yeah, I was gonna say, do, do you hate Borsk as much as I do? Oh yes, it's just okay. like hands hands nickname for him, slimy little furball or whatever. Yeah. He it's does so get late. redeemed in he does get redeemed a little bit in the new Jedi Order, but we'll get to that. Yeah. But no, no as soon as he walked on screen, I'm just like, uh uh-uh. mm. Hey, there's a question I, I, I got you. for you. Is mm-hmm. the definition of a Bothan different in legends than it is in canon? Um, what's the definition of a Bothan in canon? Let's find out. Because I was I was actually reading a Legends book that was mentioning Bothans, and I didn't yeah. really know what a Bothan was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bothans are a furred, uh, bipedal species that live on a planet covered in savannas. So they are again. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, they sacrifice their lives to bring yeah. the second death. Lots star and planet. lots of lots and lots of intelligence agents <laughs> lost their lives. Uh, trying to get the Death Star plan to the New Republic, which are to the Rebellion. In mm-hmm. canon, Bothans have never been described. They have only been mentioned. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the in Legends, uh, the Bothan people are very proud, very warlike race that love to that are very also silver tongued. And Borsk mm-hmm. Felia uh, is the uh, lead minister from the planet Bothalai. He is the uh, the representative on the on the council, the the the, the rebellion council or the new the new uh, the new republic council. For they look like they look like a cross between a wolf, a camel, and an elf. Yeah, they they stand <laughs> about five five and a half feet tall, and they're furry and yeah, they live on savannas. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they're very cunning. And Varskalia is he is the Bothans in general in the Star Wars books are never really portrayed positively. No. <laughs> They're always seen as as either overly irritated, overly aggressive, and very pig-headed. Yeah. At least their military commanders are. Yeah. Or, or they'll say one thing, and then they'll turn around and stab you in the back later. 
Well, I mean, the Battle of Borealis. That mm-hmm. oh god, that disaster. <laughs> yeah. So in the X er, for, for er, the Battle of Borealis in the X Wing series in the first book of the X Wing, uh, enabled to take Coruscant from the Empire, the rebellion uh, dis- the rebellion decides that they need to uh, they need a, a jumping point to be able to stage their military might to be able to go after Coruscant, which is the hub of the galaxy. It's the main, the the capital planet of the galaxy, as far as the Empire is concerned. Anyone who holds Coruscant controls the populated world, as far as anyone's concerned. Uh, Borealis is a planet not too far away that the Empire owns that that appears to be weak. So the New Republic is going to attack them to try and take it over, to be able to use it as a staging ground. The uh, the main attack is led by a Bothan general who is in one of the landing craft ready to go down, you know, with his whipping out his sword and tally And as soon as they hit the atmosphere, as soon as they come out of hyperspace around the planet, all the information they had was wrong. And it becomes a gigantic shit show. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. The entire invasion force is wiped out. Yeah. Uh, only a scattering of ships bad. managed to get away. <laughs> it's a <all> bloodbath. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it was a Bothan that led the way. And it, they actually use that in the next couple of books to kind of rub that in Bosk's face. <laughs> For good reason. I digress. Yeah. Any uh, other details about... Um, Dark Force Rising, Holly, before we move on. I'm not, I, I, yeah, Dark Force Rising before we move on to Last Command. Um, just that the um, bodyguards that Thrawn had that were Vader's go-to oh, yeah. figure out that Leia is his daughter and she winds up having a few of them become her de facto bodyguards, much to Han and Chewie's chagrin. <laughs> And complete surprise, no one saw it coming. No. <laughs> and these things are they're 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 small, but they are quick and agile and they are adept assassins. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I mean adept assassins. Like yeah. you wouldn't even you wouldn't even hear them coming. The, these are the ninja ninjas. <laughs> yeah, it's it's and they and they help turn the tide again in the Yuzong Vong War to come. <laughs> <laughs> because well the thing is is they fight with like sharpened blades and old archaic weapons they don't rely on blasters and things of that nature <laughs> yeah and how does this wrap up in the third book well things come to a head uh, uh-huh. the clone of Luke Skywalker uh, it faces off with the real Luke Skywalker so it's Luke and Luke okay. uh, in a lightsaber duel at one point, actually, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I want to spoil because it's really good, and I want people okay, to read yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Suffice to say, shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's Archie. <laughs> yeah, yeah see, Arch, Archie knows. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we- it's 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 really 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 good. It's well worth the read. It is three books. I can understand and- the trepidation of locking yourself into a trilogy like that, but. It is available as audiobooks. And, and I would go with the unabridged that are oh, done yeah. by Mark Thompson. He knocks it out of the park. Oh, yeah. And it was uh, the I, series you wanted to see be the actual 
I believe it was the I believe yeah. it was the logical step of where they should have gone. Yeah. It should have been the sequels. The the mm-hmm. where they've taken it, I'm I mean, yeah, it's fun. I enjoy the movies, but canonically it just it doesn't work for me. Well, fortunately, Timothy Zahn still gets work in canon. Yes, he, he does. has written Thrawn Alliances, mm-hmm. which is about um, the relationship between Vader and Thrawn, mm-hmm. which is a really interesting relationship. Yeah. I, I need to read that then because that's oh, interesting. Oh, it's good. The, the second book, Thrawn meets a young Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, they, then- they knew each other during the Clone Wars before he was Vader. In mm-hmm. canon. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That, you know that? It, no, no, wait. That actually ma- that makes sense. I, I can see it. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that would make sense. Especially if he was hanging. Yeah, okay. That's neat. I love it. Mm-hmm. And the main, and the, the main plot of the story is a mission they're going on together. And mm-hmm. Thrawn basically trolling Vader going, um, oh, I know uh-huh. about Anakin Skywalker. It does the ba 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 And mm-hmm. Vader's like scanning his mind going scanning his mind going does he really know and he can't <laughs> tell <laughs> yeah and some of this is right in front of the emperor too if memory serves oh yeah. god it's so good mm-hmm. yeah well and then they just announced too that Zahn is doing another Thrawn trilogy after called Ascendancy I think wait how I don't know so probably this will be like a three book up to maybe leading up to Hair to the Empire, even though I wonder, I, I wonder if he's going to go to the old standby of clones. Did it? Who knows? I mean, they've used it. I want to say three times in the expanded universe. Um, three, if not four, if you count um, the Dark Horse series, Dark Empire. Okay, so four. They've used mm-hmm. they've used clones as the excuse four times in the expanded universe. <sighs> Wait, what? Yeah, clones. It's clones. We don't have to explain it. Uh, Timothy Zahn's canon books are a a book called Chaos Rising, which is based at thirty nine BBY. Oh wow. Okay. So that's um, that's beginning a Clone Wars even. Um, Thrawn. That's Clone Wars. Yeah. Thrawn. Um, has been recanonized, but with the caveat that some of the things in it might not be. Aww. Um, most of it is canon. Basically, the life of Thrawn is canon. Yeah, I know, but uh, Pelion was such a good character. Um, and then Thrawn Alliances and Thrawn Treason, and that's it for Zahn. So, yeah, if you if you like the idea of this expanded Star Wars universe, but you want to stick to canon, there are still some good books. Yeah, well, definitely check those out. Feel free to check out the extended universe too, the the original legend series because oh, yeah. nothing's changed them from being good. Sadly, they're, they're still not getting, good even though they're not canon anymore. Sadly, they're never going to get reprinted either, so you're going to have to start looking for them like used bookstores and stuff or yep. in digital. Yeah, or yeah. The, or the rare the rare case they're out in digital, yeah. Mhm. Some of that older stuff you're not going to find. Well, um, the, the entire Legend series is available in digital. With the exception of the Young Jedi Knights series by Kevin J. Anderson. Oh, I and don't know the Young Jedi Knights series. That one is done by another author that I highly recommend, Kevin J. Anderson. He did that for – he and his wife teamed up. These are 14 young adult 
series books, but it deals with Luke training people in young Jedi's in the Academy. And we do, there's a tie back to the happen. <laughs> oh, I remember seeing those Friends. in the library when I was a kid. Yes. They, some of them had the kind of the foil covers. Yeah. Yeah. Those are sadly not in ebook format. So those you really have to track down and be prepared for some sticker shock. So um, one of the things about um, Star Wars Legends is they're, they're, it's an anthology series. So you have lots of different books and series written by different authors. Sometimes the series are written by different authors. Sometimes you get a series written by the same author. And, mm-hmm. But like every anthology series, you know, pretty much every anthology series, R.A. Salvatore decided to just add things. <laughs> yeah. And he decided that, you know. Yes. Let's not make the bat- main bad guy only Seth. Let's now make it a wacko alien that does, isn't affected by the force. <laughs> because so, R.A. Salvatore doesn't play by the rules. You can stick you can stick bracers of the branding strike on your ankles and make yourself faster. It, it works that way. You know, it's okay because it's dressed and he can do whatever the hell he wants. So if he's working in Star Wars, he can do whatever the hell he wants there, too. Oh, man. Yeah, the Uzog Vog. Oh, the new Jedi Order. So Luke Luke has established his praxium. They went back to they went back to Yavin, the the moon, yep. the jungle moon of Yavin, Yavin Five, mm-hmm. and uh, take over one of the Jedi temples. In fact, I believe it's the same one that the that the rebellion was using. I'm thinking so. Yep. Yeah, and he starts training these new cadet, these new people that he has gone out and found. The first like third of the book is him traveling places and finding people to join him in his school. It's kind of neat. Is uh, wait a minute. Um Yuza, he might have that kind of sounds like the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, the Jedi Academy trilogy was kind of what kicked off the Yuzong Vong War. The Yuzong Vong so, were introduced in Vector Prime in New Jedi Order. Yeah, which was after the Jedi the Jedi Academy trilogy. Oh, because that built up towards it. Builds it builds up towards it, yeah. The Jedi Academy trilogy establishes what happened at the Jedi Academy. It establishes who, uh, right, who yeah. Uh, yeah, it gives it, it gives a whole bunch of characters that are going to be very important people during the Vong War. Yeah, <laughs> and just to let you know, R. A. Salvatore he wrote Vector Prime, but then he stopped, and other yeah, he authors only took he over. only wrote one book. So you and know, he have... stuck his feet in long enough to add weird shit. Well, <laughs> he pissed off quite a bit of the fan base with what happened at the end of Vector Prime. Yes, he did. Oh, is that yes. when? Yes, he I, did. I'm going to spoil it, but just because I think I know, is that when a planet got dropped on top of Chewbacca? It was a moon, yes. and yes, yeah, it was moon. yeah. <laughs> it was the moon, and yes. How do you kill yeah. Chewbacca? You throw a moon at him. That book came close to being hurtled across the room when I read it. <laughs> to be fair, he was saving Anakin Solo's life. True. <laughs> if you don't know who Anakin Solo is, Anakin mm. Solo is the third child. Of Leia, of Leia Organa, and Han Solo, he is also a very powerful Jedi. All yeah. three of the Solo children are very powerful Jedi. Actually, Ben Skywalker is very powerful too. Yes, but he Ben's not born yet. No, R. A. Salvatore writes novels and anthologies like Kevin Smith writes Batman comics. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And Spider-Man comics. I'd, I'd so, give it that, too. I'd say that you and Vong compare to Brand New Day, I oh, would say. Probably, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
there's this race of aliens from a different galaxy that arrive and start immediately just attacking whatever's around them because they need yeah, they're from They're from R.A. Salvatore's home game. <laughs> that actually would surprise me. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And I'm terrified by that thought. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, so they arrive from a different galaxy. And because they're from a different galaxy, things that are natural in this galaxy, in the Star Wars galaxy, don't... Uh, don't uh, seem to affect them. Like uh, they don't have any presence whatsoever in the Force. They cannot be detected. They cannot. Uh, the Force doesn't affect them at all. You can't use them to push anybody. You can't. You can't mess with their minds. They have no presence in the Force whatsoever. Was it? Was it a? Was there ever a cool moment in those books where somebody just dropped a big giant rock on them? Uh, yeah, actually, there was. Yeah. That, that's totally uh, it's literally a, a, one of the kids. Well, I can't use it on them, but I can sure lift that rock. Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, personally, one of my favorites of the entire of the entire New Jedi Order was Ganner, but that's because the way he ends. <laughs> but uh, back, uh, back to what I was saying. Yes, uh, the Yuuzhan Vong. They are a, a, a race of uh, creatures that rely on all of their technology is by bi- is bio- biological. They grow. All their ships. Their ships are actually pieces of this living like coral, and they all have they all have consciousness, and they all it's it's really weird, and it's nuts. And it's <laughs> the very different than the yeah. thematic and, elements in Star Wars. And these aliens like they get off on pain. Yeah. So they've got all these extreme body modifications, spikes growing out of their skin, and they cut themselves for fun. Yeah. It's crazy. It's and like a cross between the Zerg from StarCraft and the Cenobites from Hellraiser. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> More yeah. than a little bit. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it. More than a it's little like bit. It's like if the yeah. Zerg assimilated the Cenobites. Oh, man. It's bad. <laughs> so, yeah. So they start attacking these planets on the, on, the, on the fringes. And the leaders of the New Republic start getting reports of these planets that are coming under attack by this force, but they just have no power against, they can't do anything against them. Their weapons are so advanced that our, uh, the current lasers and stuff that the ships have just don't do anything to them. They're, they they can't fight back. So these planets are just getting conquered left and right, left and right. So Han Solo and his, and his, his group go out to one of the planets that's next in line to try and see what's going, figure out what's going on. And they get into and out of some stuff. I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. Because, I mean, we might be spoiling the ending, but the book itself is really good. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they get into and out of some stuff. And then as the Vong are attacking, uh, they break the moon apart and start to th- and basically propel it towards the planet. Because they want to destroy the planet because they're going to use the rock and start growing more ships and stuff out of it. They're using what's left of these planets and this moon as a sort of uh, nursery for their new vessels and things they have to build be- because all everything they brought with them is dying from the long journey through the black. So uh, the, the, the New Republic forces are trying to evacuate as many people as they can off these planets, and um, Anakin Solo is running towards the ship as... The moon is starting to impact, and the explosions are coming closer. It's very uh, Michael Bayish, mm-hmm. and he trips and falls as the ship's getting ready to take off. The explosions are coming, and and Han Solo is at the top of the ramp, and he looks out and he goes, 
Anakin! And Chewbacca, who is running towards the ramp, stops, turns around, runs back over to Anakin, grabs him, throws him to the ship, mm-hmm. and then just stands there and watches as it takes off as he gets enveloped by Fireball. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I could imagine how, how well that would look cinematically, but holy crap. <laughs> yeah. And that changed the expanded universe because that was the mm-hmm. first time a major canon character was killed. Yep. I never could imagine the Yuzon Vog working cinematically. I always thought they were just too wild and too alien to ever really fit. They work in a book because you can use your own imagination. True. Mm-hmm. Yep. The other time we kind of came close with losing a major canon character was in the Jedi Academy trilogy when Exar Kun tried to 86 Luke. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, putting him in the coma or whatever. Yeah, that was that was nuts. Mm-hmm. Do any major canon characters die later after? Yes. Um, yeah. About, oh, five or ten more books into the series. Uh, George Lucas uh, finally started paying attention to what was going on in the expanded universe and realized that one of the main characters that was going to be one of the main heroes was named Anakin and went, oh, well, there can't be another Anakin. We already have one. There's going to only be one Anakin. Kill him. So the guy who had to write the next book had to kill Anakin Solo. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say a single word about how he dies. I want someone to I want you people to read that. (laughs) Really? Really, really powerful moments. I'm keeping the lip zipped as to um, his his how he dies and uh, who is behind it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, I want you people to do some research and read this book. It is Mm -hmm. really fucking good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One of the better ones of the series is the the whole series, in my opinion. And there were a lot of them. I want to say at least 30, 35 books in total. Yeah, I think so. Two of them okay. were, in my opinion, unreadable, but that's beside the point. So, when, yeah. so, so since we're coming up on the end... Oh, I, wow. Yeah, going, I can talk about this for days. I'm so. going to list a few things okay. that, were, um, that were legends, but are canon now. Like, we're, we, we're, we're not even scratching the surface. No, we're so, not. Um, the planet Agamar um, was introduced in the PC game X-Wing. Yes. And that was main canon in Star Wars Rebels. So a planet that was introduced in a video game in 1993 is in Star Wars Rebels. Um, Malachor, which was um, the Sith, um, was like Sith Temple place. Yep. um, Was introduced in Knights of the Old Republic 2, the game. Yep. And was brought back in Star Wars Rebels. That's awesome. And um, it shows the writers of that show are fans. Yes. The planet Taris. Um yep. Knights of the Old Republic, if memory serves. Um yeah, Knights of the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And they were also Well, yeah, they were Knights of the Old Republic, but they were it was brought back as one of the main play one of the main settings in the book Star Wars Aftermath, which was the first Star Wars canon novel. Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm gonna mute for a second while I cough. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry I got, I got off on so many tangents. I can literally talk about this stuff for oh, days. Oh, no worries. <laughs> well, there, there's so... There's, there's there really is. There's you, so you, much. You. Um, Nar Shaddaa, which yep. was the smuggler's moon, mm-hmm. where the yep. Hutt homeworld 
uh, it's a moon to the HUD homeworld, Nal Nal Hutta. Nal Hutta, was yeah. Made can was introduced in Dark Empire mm -hmm. and was yeah. main canon in um, Marvel's Star Wars comics. Neat, neat. Yeah. Which are canon. Um, Shantipole. I don't. Yeah. Know. Is it Shantipole or Shantipoli? So whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> first appeared in Star Wars Strike Force. Shantipole canonized in Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Oh, it was originally part of an adventure for the West End Games Star Wars tabletop role-playing game. Yeah. Oh, cool. And then was made canon. Yep. Um, That's awesome. Concord, well, I, I mean, a lot of stuff from the role-playing game was used to make the EU work. Oh, yeah. I have a couple of the source books for the role-playing games for some of the novels, because sometimes they'd even write little little side scenes that weren't in the novel that kind of fit in oh yeah some of those are fun <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, the, the story of the Womper room mm -hmm. <laughs> okay so concord dawn um in the eu it was supposed to be boba fett's homeworld yeah whose yeah. real name was jaster muriel in uh, canon sounds right in yeah. canon um Oh, and then in EU, Muriel was split into his own Canada character, and Concord Dawn was his homeworld. Okay. Uh, the planet keeps its Mandalorian roots when it's transitioned into new canon. However, as the home of Fen Rao and the journeyman protectors of the Mandalorian, right. it was canonized in Star Wars Rebels. Okay. Yeah, the Mandalorians uh, are a race of people that own a sector of the galaxy. There's several planets in the Mandalore sector. Or the uh, characters sector. that are canonized, Grand Admiral Thrawn, we talked about that. It was canonized as Star Wars Rebels. Mm -hmm. um, here's a character I don't know about. Derek Hobby Clivian? Oh, yeah, Hobby. Uh, oh, he's, yeah. One the, he's one of the guys from the X-Wing series. Uh, he, he, he's one of the pals of Wedge Antilles. It's yes. Wedge Antilles, Tycho Selku, Hobby, and Wes Jansen. Yes. Well, he was actually in the movie Empire Strikes Back. Yes, he was. Yes, so he was, was Wes Jansen. Yep. In fact, no, they, no, 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 no. They were actually flying the same snowspeeder. In fact, when he goes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, nice shot, Jensen. <laughs> yep. So, um, Hobby's even more complicated in the new canon. Hobby's got the interesting background of showing up for two defections. In Rebels, Hobby defects from St Sky Strike Academy with Wedge, except Hobby was also canonically on the Rand Ecliptic to defect with Big Stark Ladder. So oh. now. The latter situation is the result of him having gone undercover and being at the Imperial Academy with Biggs and helping Biggs defect. <laughs> this mirrors Hobby's name. He was given the name Derek Clivian in yeah. Star Wars Card Trader and also the name Hobby in Star Wars in 100 Scenes. Yes. He contains multitudes. Yes, Hobby's awesome. Wes Jansen's um, funny, too. He's the, Wes, Wes, yeah. is the, uh, Wes is the the joker of the group. Yeah. Uh, Armand Desard. Name sounds he was, familiar. And yeah. He was in um, X-Wing Rogue Squadron. Yeah, okay. And he yeah. was yep. canonized in the novel Tarkin. Harmon. Okay. Spell it? M-O-N-D. His daughter is a Sanisard. Oh, 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 Isard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He was the leader of Imperial Intelligence, into, <laughs> which became the de facto leader of the Empire after the Emperor was killed and Vader died. There was a power vacuum. Prince Zizor took over. He was disposed yep. by by uh, by Commander Izard, who was then uh, plotted against by his daughter, who then uh, removed him from power viciously and took over. Okay, pronunciation. Yes. Yep. 
Okay, look, so I've only got... ever I've only ever read it in books. I've never it's not, you know, I don't I don't listen to audiobooks. So, <laughs> I got too many more characters to do, so I'm going to do them quickly. Okay. Um Cite okay. Pistage or Pistage. Um she was in a cutscene from Empire Strikes Back. Um uh, and then okay. she was brought back in the book Tarkin. Okay. Um Ars Dangor I don't know that one either. Also brought back. I think all these ones that are brought back in Tarkin are, are, are ones we're not going to have heard of. So just stop me if you have. Okay. Ars Dangor, Terranald Screed, Cian Tev, Arul Nara. Oh, oh. here we go. You're going to love this. Mm. Characters that we thought should not be canon but are. <laughs> Mala. Who the hell is Mala? Chewbacca's that's, wife. That's what I thought. Oh, God. Yeah. From the Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. From the Christmas special? Really? Yep. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Wow. All right. Canonized in A New Hope, The Princess, The Scoundrel, and The Farm Boy. Yep. Wow. Already. <laughs> Life Day was canonized on um, Mandalorian. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hindane Dark, spelt with two C's. Hmm. Moff Thurbon. Oh, that's it for characters. Then it's a bunch of ships. Okay. I'm not going to bother going into those. Yeah. Uh, Sith Holocron. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, here's some organizations. New Republic. Yep. Um, Republic Outlands Region Security Force. Journeyman Protectors. Mm. That was taken right out of Tales of the Bounty Hunters. Okay. Uh Imperious Inquisitorious. Yeah. Uh Imperial Security Bureau. Mm Mm-hmm. ISB. Think uh, think the big bad FBI, only they're the ISB. Yeah. Slain and Corpeal. I don't know that one. I don't know them. Um, Sherka Arms. Yeah, they're a big arms manufacturer. Tierfon Yellow Aces. Of the, the Tierfon Yellow Aces, they are a fighter group. They're yeah. primarily f- pilot uh, Y wings. Oh, and Porkins was in the squad. Uh, he originally yes, he was well, he yeah. was the Yellow Ace. That's where he got that's where he got all his training. Then they transferred him to an X wing, and he was so big he had to fly with his internal compensators set on maximum, so he couldn't tell that he wasn't pulling up. He thought he was pulling up, and he crashed into the surface of the Death Star. So, um, concepts they took from EU that they modified. Um, Han and Leia have a son that turns to the dark side. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, the New Jedi Order. Um, right. These are concepts. These aren't just things they pulled out. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Yep. The decline of the Empire. Mm-hmm. The Imperial obsession with planet killers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, a planet yeah, full of secret information. Uh-huh. That was Rogue One. Yeah. Uh-huh. Someone who rebels from the rebellion. <laughs> Saw Guerrero. Yeah. yeah. Who was it in the EU? No, he wasn't. Oh, he, was, uh, he was in Clone Wars, was I Bell think? Bell Iblis. He, oh, dead. Garum, Garum Bell Iblis was a general yeah. and commander of uh, armed forces back when the rebellion was first fighting. He was captured yeah. by Isard, kept in the Lusankia prison facility until they were <laughs> found and liberated by X-wing squad by X by Rogue Squadron led by Cornhorn <laughs> and Wedge Antilles. He yep. was the uh, inspiration for Saul Guerrero. Okay, interesting. And it's kind of interesting how a lot of this is tying back to the Rogue Squadron. <laughs> I know, right? I love those books so much. Yeah. I just think it's amazing that when the idea for the EU, the expanded universe was going to start. Most of the authors pulled were, were getting most of their information from the role playing game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that's because okay. the role-playing game was originally a Lucas project. They actually spent time and effort in creating a lot of the world-building in that. So it was a good place to be able to quickly come up with ideas and things that were great for filling in backgrounds. And They you know, also locations. sanctioned West End games to do a lot of technical data that LucasArts didn't want to deal with. Oh, yeah. So we have these okay. huge just pages upon pages of technical data that LucasArts then went, hey, this is good work, and then they used it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know how many crewmen serve on a Star Destroyer? 67,504. <laughs> wow. How many people died on the Death Star? Uh, 1.37 something million. So I think that, that might have been the second one. I don't remember. But yeah, I I want to leave more top of this topic on the table so we can dig into specific things in the future. Uh-huh. Um, so for now, um, Holly, um, please tell us a little bit about more about your podcast, where people can find it. And okay. where they can contact you if they need, if they want to, and interested okay. in the stuff you do. All right, um, you can find the Five Ish Fangirls podcast on pretty much any um, I, uh, MP3 or podcast catcher. We are at the Five Ish Fangirls dot com. We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We have Instagram. You can find myself at Holly Mac underscore 79 on Instagram and Holly Mac underscore 79 on Twitter. And for the podcast, we cover MCU, Doctor Who, Marvel. Um, sorry, I might have said that already. Um, and we cover the conventions if any big news comes out. So that's us. I got a question for you, Holly, since we got a little time before we yes. go to the bonus episode. I'm going to uh-huh. make it quick, though. If you haven't noticed, my voice is starting to go. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. I'm still recovering from that virus. Um, mm-hmm. My question for you is, so you're into a lot of fandoms. Uh-huh. Which one do you consider to be the most obscure? Like when you tell people about it, they go, what is that? And that can be one we've heard of. It just like most obscure to most people. Most obscure to most people, I think, is when I say leverage. A lot of them don't know. Oh, that, that makes me happy. <laughs> yep. For yeah, me, it's they, classic Doctor Who. That that too, but more so with the leverage because I'm finding with the Doctor Who with the new stuff, a lot of people are going back and discovering the classic stuff. So I don't know if that's because um, there is a internet streaming app called um, Pluto. They have their own dedicated Doctor Who channel. That's classic cool. That's and awesome. They show, they show, they don't go in chronological order, but you'll get maybe a couple Peter Davison and then a couple Colin Baker and then Tom and, and John Pertwee. Um, and because we did a Star Wars episode, let me give a quick um, non-spoiler review of um, 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 before Star you do Wars that, Episode Nine. Before you do that, Brian, real quick, I was wrong. It was 1.148 million people. Oh, thank you for the correction. Uh, so quick, um, quick review. I liked it. That's Same that's here. all I can really say without spoiling. Right, I found yep. it to be very good, but I have a unique perspective. I've liked all nine movies. I I did too. Yeah. Really? I, all yeah, nine I, of them? I yeah. yeah. 
mean, there was one little thing I kind of quibbled over, but I'm just like, well, mm. we've got one more film to okay. stop, wrap it up and gonna let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> what film? That would be The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh, I don't have any problem with that either, really. I mean, I understand. Just one little tiny one. I some understand. Of the the problems people have with it, mm-hmm. but they don't bother me that much. Well, it, they didn't bother me either, but I think more so it was for me with the, some of the fan reaction. I'm just like, guys, we still have one more movie. Well, they're going to have problems with this one too. Oh yeah. There's already been mixed reviews already. <laughs> really? All nine of them? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I, I'm deliberately including the first one. When I saw Star Wars Episode One in theaters, I really enjoyed it. See, I, that's the that has the distinction of being the only movie I've ever walked out of. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Oh yeah, like I've seen it. Don't get me wrong. I just oh god, I I got through like five minutes of Pod Race. It was done, and I just no. I, I got it that wasn't pod race. Uh, it was a little boring, but I, right. I you know, I, I kind of tune out a little bit when stuff like that is going on. I thought that um, the story was pretty much fine, and I I thought the duel of the fates was one of the best lightsaber duels okay. we'd ever had. Mm-hmm. Duel of yep. the fates is one of the best pieces of score ever written for a movie. Mm-hmm. That being said. The movie itself is not very good, in my opinion. Yeah, I none like of those first so. three are very good. I respect um, everyone's opinion about it. I mean, and I understand why my opinions don't are, like things. Yeah, but that stuff doesn't bother me really. I I just still enjoyed it. My opinions mirror very closely to the guys at Red Letter Media, and their opinions of the Star Wars trilogy or the Star Wars prequels. If you haven't seen their videos, they are a bit long. They are full of profanity, but they are fun to watch. <laughs> and they highlight a lot of glaring issues with the three prequel movies. And yeah, I could talk for that about for days about that for days, too. So <laughs> I remember when the Internet backlash came back about Jar Jar. Oh. And I, I, um, I read funny. it and went, steps why in do people not like him? He was funny. <laughs> Because he was the cartoon bunny that stepped in the poopy. Yeah, you know, he probably would have been better received if he was practical and not CGI. Okay, 95% of my main problem with those three movies is they are lifeless. They are dead. All the characters are staring at tennis balls, and you can tell. Oh, it doesn't bother me that much. Oh, it's te- oh, it drives me nuts. That's, I mean, that's mostly bad direction than anything. Oh. The the writing is terrible. The dialogue is stupid. <laughs> stop, stop, yeah, can God, you imagine bad. what they would have been like if somebody had just told Lucas, you know, these aren't going to be good, right? <laughs> that is a big part of the problem. No, yeah, one, no one ever told said Lucas anything. no. Mm-hmm. No one had the balls to go, you know, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so he just did whatever he wanted. And everyone was always, yes, yes, oh, that's great. Oh, it's beautiful. And they, in the Red Letter Media guys, they show some of the clips from the extended behind-the-scenes stuff on the DVDs of them sitting in screening rooms just looking shocked and confused. (laughs) And then just telling Lucas, oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, or Lucas will be like, well, I mean, that was good, right? And they'll be like, yeah, yeah, it was was good. (laughs) 
I watched I watched that little clip of Lucas talking about how the key to the entire prequel trilogy was going to be Jar Jar, and he was really important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, if you haven't seen it, you should look up Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord. I've seen yeah, that. I've it's seen really it. good. Oh, that is, yeah. Personally, one In, of my favorites, there was a YouTube video. Someone had recut the movies together to like a, a movie preview, and they made Amidala the bad guy of the whole thing. She was the one. She was the one masterminding everything. It, it was quite interesting, actually. Oh, that sound that does sound interesting. It was. Let me see if I can find the link. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> In Star Wars Aftermath, the canon novel, they show what happened to Jar Jar. I mean, that's all I really have to say about that. They show what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> He lives in Naboo. Okay. Um, but he lives in um he 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 like lives on the outskirts of the city and he's only allowed him to come into the city to beg. He's like an exile from the Gungan lands. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because of him um doing the vote to give the uh, to give Palpatine special power. Oh, okay. Neat. That sounds interesting. I posted the link to that video I was talking about in the chat. Oh. Brian, if you want to add that to the Facebook page. Oh, cool. And I'll watch it, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're, you know, we had a great talk today about Star Wars Legends. I learned a lot, and I mean, it's a big information dump, so sorry about that, but I, I'm sure it was interesting. The first um, of many, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit more in the bonus episode now, so um, I just want to say um, um we were joined by uh, David Diabold III. Bye, nurse. And Holly Big Mac Mac Mac. Good <laughs> evening. <laughs> stay nerdy. Oh, yeah, and I'm Super Vegan Brian, and stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Stay awesome. Brian, say goodbye, then cut yourself off. Goodbye. <laughs>